and welcome to the Select Sector Spider Sector Digest podcast for the week of March 6, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Bayaki, ready to dig into all things sectors for the week ahead and look back at the week that was. But before we do look back at the week that was, let's look back at the month that was, because we just wrapped up February. And February had a very different tone to it than January. Remember, January was a month in which we saw a lot of the sectors and stocks within the market that had been beaten up the most in 2022 outperform the market and drive the market higher. And in February, the S&P 500 fell 2.61%. The best performing sector was technology up just 41 basis points. And the worst performing sector was energy down almost 7%. But More broadly, it was a month in which a lot of the stuff that worked in January just wasn't working. And the sectors that were leading the market in January took it on the chin. Now, if you look at what was driving the performance in February, I think it's ultimately a reflection of what we're going to see here in 2023, where you've got a push-pull between good and bad economic data. You've got the push-pull between inflation and Fed policy, and then you've got the push-pull between is the economy running too hot and therefore driving the Fed to be more aggressive, or is the economy softening in the right places and therefore making the case for why inflation is going to start to normalize and Fed policy is going to start to normalize. Whatever it was, February was a was a challenging month. We didn't see a tremendous amount of redemption activity across the select sector spider lineup, just 14 million shares net redemptions in aggregate for the month. But it certainly was a month that gave the bulls some pause. And the good news is, is this past week gave the bulls some fuel, because if you look at what happened, we had some pretty interesting economic data. First and foremost, the strong pending home sales figure, which really caught the market off guard. We had bad economic data when you look at durable goods print on on Monday that was really weak. Case Shiller missed and then consumer confidence missed. And when you look throughout the week at all the data we had and we talked last week about how it was going to be a light data week, the thing that stuck out to me was the ISM services report because inside of that report, you have these surveys. They break it down by different industry types and Generally speaking, it was positive. It was the second straight month of expansion after a decline or a contraction in December. But the the sector, the services sector, is on a roll. It's grown 32 of the last 33 months. So that December contraction starts to feel like an outlier. But within the surveys, they were mixed by category. But what came from the finance and healthcare categories was this idea of sustained inflationary pressure, whether it's on their pricing models, whether it's on their input costs. And I think that is reflective of the broader market context, sums it up really well. You've got folks who are actually running companies, actually competing in the marketplace, talking about the pressures of inflation. Then you have investors in the market trying to determine what the inflationary impact is going to be on the stock market and on their portfolios. But once again, it was a good week. You look at the S&P 500 up nearly 2% for the week, now up 5.37% for the year. 
And the best performing sector was materials, 4.2%, followed by energy at 3.13%, industrials at 3.37%, and communication services at 2.85%. So interestingly, you've got these cyclical sectors in the market that really work this week. XLI certainly fits that bill, technology up nearly 3%, communication services certainly fits that bill, but it's the defensive sectors that are performing as they should. So healthcare up 50 basis points, staples down 26 basis points, utilities down 54 basis points, the worst performing sector for the week. So it was a market in which you had a strong move in the S&P 500 for the week. You had some really strong tape and the sectors that are leading the market are more cyclical oriented. So that's certainly a feather in the cap, if you will, of the overall market. And I think from a flows perspective, it was a fairly quiet week. Although I will say to, to sort of layer on top of that cyclical orientation in the market, we saw some redemption activity in all three of the defensive sectors. We saw 11 million new shares created in XLE. So perhaps this contraction correction we've seen in energy stocks, the worst performing sector in February is starting to invite some people back into the sector, we'll see. It wasn't a super robust week, 646 million shares traded across the select sector spider lineup. So all things considered, we'd kick off March in strong fashion. And I mentioned that XLK was the best performing sector in February technology, and it was only up half a percent. But I think it's a sector in focus this week because it was the best performer last month in rough tape. But year to date, what's leading it is a lot of the stuff that was dragging on it in 2022. It's led year to date by semis, contributing roughly half of the year to date return of the sector, although it's about a third of the weight in the portfolio. Now, technology is in this interesting spot because it's still expensive, as we've talked about 26 times trailing earnings, 24 times forward earnings, 20 times cash flow versus 13.7 for the market. So, it's trading at a premium multiple to the market. We've talked about how historically it's actually averaged about the market's valuation when you look at trailing a forward PE. So there might be some compression in there, but the compression doesn't have to come from a correction in stock prices. It could come from, in theory, a growth in earnings. Although what we're seeing in aggregate at the market level is the possibility of an earnings recession. And tech would certainly be one of those sectors that would be at risk of being impacted from an earnings recession. But one thing about tech that's, that's interesting is it's sort of a sneaky dividend grower. If you go over the past five years, they've grown dividends at about 11% versus 10.3% for the market. So it's actually over the past five years growing dividends at a faster rate than the market in aggregate. Now, over the past three years, that's slowed a bit, 8.9% growth versus 10.3% for the S&P 500. So it is a sector that has fundamental characteristics that people say you want in this type of market environment. You look at leverage in the sector, debt to equity significantly below the market, about half the debt to equity ratio of the S&P 500. When you look at net debt, it's just 0.17 versus 1.6 for the market. So it is a sector that fundamentally has really strong characteristics. Balance sheets tend to be strong. Cash flow tends to be really strong and cash positions tend to be really strong. The question, of course, is that you've got this 
push pull from an interest rate context where increasing interest rates means discount rates go up. So for a growth oriented sector like technology, that typically means multiple compression, but the low leverage that these companies have insulates them somewhat from capital market activities and having to go into more difficult borrowing environments. Now, Another piece on technology that's relevant here is this upcoming gig exchange. Now, it's not a major gig exchange like we saw with real estate becoming its own sector or even with the overhaul of the telecom sector, now communication services. But it's interesting because it speaks to the techification of the market, if you will. You've got companies going from technology to industrials and companies going from technology to financials. And so – As most people think about these companies, they have been technology companies. Maybe not correctly when you think about PayPal and and Visa and MasterCard. In theory, those are financial services companies, so they belong in the financial sector. But they've been in technology. Technology companies tend to have similar market characteristics, as we've talked about from the overall sector framework. Companies within a sector tend to have strong correlations to one another, and so – They've behaved historically like financials companies, perhaps, at least in the market, but in terms of their actual risk-reward profile and and some of the characteristics, they've been in the technology sector. And we've seen over time companies going from the technology sector to other sectors. You also have consumer discretionary companies, which in theory were tech companies once upon a time, like Amazon. So the the point I'm making here is that technology's weight in the S&P 500 was basically 30% 24 months ago. And now, because of the relative performance of different sectors, the week 2022 that technology had, and now technology losing another couple percent to this gig exchange, all of a sudden it's down at 23% of the S&P 500. And we'll see if that goes up or goes down. But the reality is, is that the nature of technology is evolving and the fundamentals are sometimes at odds with the valuations and certain economic dynamics like interest rates can have a push-pull effect on the sector, which I think makes it really interesting as we watch 2023 play out. On the economic data front, it's a fairly light week. We've got jolts, beige book, consumer credit, unemployment rate on Friday, employment numbers. So, Not a full week of economic data. Last week, we heard from a bunch of different Fed governors and presidents. We didn't have a ton of economic data, but certainly some of those comments seem to move the market. We're not going to have that type of Fed insight this week, but we do have economic data that the market will be watching, but might not be as headline grabbing as some of the economic data we've had as of late. And then on the earnings front, I mean, basically every company in the S&P 500 is already reported. So we just have three S&P 500 companies reporting this week. Oracle, which be, which has actually been a laggard in the technology sector year to date, will be reporting. That'll be an interesting look. Once again, into enterprise spending levels and the outlook and guidance for enterprise spending. And then our old favorite, Campbell Soup, cream of mushroom for those of you who don't know how to cook. So with that, I'd like to thank everyone for listening once again. My name is Paul Bayaki, Chief ETF Strategist at SSNC Alps Advisors. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And we'll catch you next time. Take care.